The Killing Vision Written by Will Overby Read by Jay Lalonde This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. Published by Black Cat Books. Wednesday, July 4, 9 p.m. Although the heat had baked the ground hard and dry throughout the day, the sun had now set, leaving a layer of humidity over the town like a wet blanket. Hordes of people, some from Cedar Hill, some from other communities, a few of the students still in town at the college for summer classes, had converged on Riverside Park for the annual band concert and fireworks spectacular. Families had spread picnics over the grounds, and many were enjoying a watermelon or a cool drink in the deepening twilight, slapping away the mosquitoes that had swarmed up from the sluggish river below. At precisely nine o'clock, the first bursts of color exploded in the velvet sky, bringing cheers from the crowd. Smaller children squealed with delight, and some of the older teenagers took advantage of the distraction to sneak off underneath the old grandstand to make out. Missiles screamed through the sky, then erupted in showers of spinning sparks, their smoke trails extending into the darkness like the legs of giant descending spiders. Several large explosions shook the ground. A young woman screamed with surprise. The several people with her laughed. The booming of the fireworks echoed throughout the river valley stirring the brackish water as well as the debris of tree limbs clawing at the shore. With each vibrating explosion, a pile of rotting logs at the water's edge shifted a bit more until it finally broke apart and the trees drifted away, leaving a mangled, twisted bundle that floated and bobbed into the darkness. Kelly Sutton and Mark Davis had slid down the bank away from the crowd to a small landing at the edge of the river. Mark's plan was to get Kelly away from her parents and friends so the two of them could fool around under the fireworks. They had been together now for a few weeks, and the time was nearing when Mark expected more than just a goodnight kiss. Kelly repeatedly shoved Mark's groping hand away from her breast as they kissed. Not here, she said. Why not? Somebody might see. Mark looked around. There's nobody else down here. With one finger, he slipped a strand of her hair out of her eyes and kissed her forehead. Come on. She slid away from him slightly. It's too hot. Let's wait till we get back to my house. Besides, it stinks down here. It's just fish. It smells like something dead. Probably a possum or, or a cat or something. A large explosion over their heads made her jump, and she settled back into the crook of his arm. The boom vibrated the ground beneath them, and Kelly felt the stirring in her chest that only added to the intensity of her pounding heart. Mark kissed her lips again, and this time she kissed back. After a moment, she pulled back to catch her breath. Both of their faces were slick with sweat. Come on, let's go. It really stinks down here. A bright flash of colors briefly illuminated something at the edge of the water. Kelly squinted at it in the sudden darkness. What is that? What? There. Floating. See it? Yeah. Mark grabbed a stick and scooted toward the water. He poked at the bundle, then stiffened. What is it? Kelly asked. She moved up beside him. More fireworks exploded over them, and in the flare, Kelly saw the rotted green upturned face, its mouth yawning open in silent agony. Kelly screamed, but her voice was lost in a barrage of erupting shells.